Hi, listeners. I'm Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to Mind Your Mind Speaks. This is a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts, community leaders, and local stakeholders to raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about the Cobb Collaborative's focus areas. Today, we are delighted to welcome Reverend Kristen Lee and Jean Fleming to our program. They are both affiliated with East Cobb United Methodist Church. Kristen is the senior pastor there, and Jean is very involved in one of their ministries. Ladies, welcome to the program, and please share a little bit about yourselves with our listeners. I'll let you flip a coin as to who goes first. Kristen, go ahead. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thanks for having us today, Irene. So I am Reverend Kristen Lee. I serve as the senior pastor at East Cobb United Methodist Church. Um, I'm in my sixth year here as the senior pastor, but I um, am a product of Cobb County. I was born and raised here in Cobb County until uh, my high school years when my dad was transferred and we did a little stint in Minnesota. Um, I then That's a big change. (laughs) It is. Yes. Yeah. Talk about culture shock. Yes. Um, but I then returned down south. I attended the University of Georgia, go dogs, where I got a degree in <laughs> history and Spanish and then went to Duke for seminary. Um, so my family and I live here in East Cobb. We are a blended family. Uh, my husband and I have five children between us, ranging in age from eight up to 24. So that uh, keeps us busy along with our roles. My husband is a pastor as well at another church. And so uh, we stay involved that way. Yeah, boy, probably not much spare time in the Lee household. I'm right. guessing. So. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> All right. And Jean, a pleasure to have you join us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born and raised in North Carolina and came to uh, Atlanta in 1983 when my husband and I got married. So I've been here for quite a while. Um, have been a member at East Cobb for about 28 years now. Uh, so it's it's definitely home. I've been involved in just about every committee that they have there, but I'm currently, and this is my most favorite, is involved with missions. Um, and much to Christian chagrin, we have quite a few um members of our congregation that went to the University of North Carolina. So we have a lot of fun come basketball season. I'm sorry, go go right ahead. Oh, um, I have two grown kids that are both uh, also in the area and uh, one new grandchild. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. Oh, I bet so. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet uh, football season is fairly one-sided and then basketball season uh, might be very much one-sided as well. <laughs> it just depends on what year it is, right, Kristen? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. What color blue go. is going to uh, rain in the sanctuary that Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> and if Carolina wins a basketball game, we show up in our Carolina blue on Sunday morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I grew up in South Carolina, and I remember seeing bumper stickers, Gene, on a lot of cars that said, if God wasn't a Tar Heel, why would the sky be Carolina blue? And I'm sure you've seen that as well. So I just remember that from my youth. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you both um, for joining us on the show today. 
And we first had the pleasure of meeting back in 2019, which anything pre-pandemic seems like that was either three weeks ago or three decades ago, right? Right. <laughs> through, <laughs> through a mutual acquaintance. And I learned a lot during that initial meeting about your church's commitment to local ministry work and making a difference right here in Cobb County. And I'll ask Kristen to maybe start this um, conversation. Has that always been a priority for the congregation? It really has. That was one of the things that when I first came here in 2018, um, really just blew me away about this church and their commitment to serving the community um, in any possible way they could, not just through monetary gifts or through the giving of resources, but really through the giving of time and energy and love, um, whether that was through a great partnership with Must Ministries, that is a, a local ministry for uh, homeless, um, or through Family Promise, where we host families that are in uh, housing transition. Um, and so, and so many other ways reaching out into the community to really share love and grace in the best way that they can. Mm -hmm. And Jean, I guess you've been around a little bit longer than six years, as um, you noted in your introduction. Have you seen that commitment to the local community ebb and flow at all, or has it been pretty constant? It has been very constant since mm -hmm. we have been there. Uh, mm -hmm. Our church and Kristen knows that we have won a Church of Excellence Award in missions many, many, many years. And that, that's just something that this church, uh, you know, is, is very committed to. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, let's talk a little bit about all the wonderful people who make these things happen, who um, give of their time, talent, and treasure to make a difference in our community. Um, I'll let you flip a coin, but can you tell us a little bit like how big your congregation is, um, the number of programs and ministries that you do have? Kristen, I'm going to let you take on that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Uh, well, I'd love to share a descriptor that was recently given to our church. We hosted a, a time of prayer and action following the recent um, anti-Semitic protests that happened here in East Cobb. Um, and a gentleman who was present at that service wrote an article for the Atlanta Jewish Times uh, about the service and about our church. And in that article, he described East Cobb United Methodist as small but mighty. And that's my uh, new favorite phrase uh, to describe our church, because that is so incredibly true. Um, we worship uh, around 120 on a Sunday morning, um, and that is a great range of, of generations. So from, you know, the youngest children coming up for the children's moment during a church to some of our folks that have been members of the church for 50, 60, 70 years. Um, filling the pews. And so it's an incredible place. Um, and one of the things that that also sets us apart, not just our desire to serve and to be in mission in the community, um, we really are a, a welcoming place. Um, we had a family that came to visit that had teenage boys. And the mom later told me that, you know, they had been visiting other churches and would have conversation afterwards about what the boy's experience was. And one of the boys said to his mom, they talked to me, mom, they didn't just talk mm -hmm. to you. They looked at me and talked to me and welcomed me. And that made a huge impact. And that family has since joined and become active in our church as well. But I think that 
those two stories really uh, give a good insight into who our church is. Absolutely. Really seeing every person as a, as, um, you know, you would say God created them and valuing them and all of their experiences and, you know, that they bring themselves um, each and every time. Well, that is just wonderful. Exactly. Well, I have been fortunate um, to know a little bit about your church for a few years now, and I was very pleased to join your senior leadership. I think that's the best way to describe it, your senior lay leadership at a planning retreat. Um, It was definitely pre-COVID. It was probably late 2019, early 2020, something. um, It was February 2020. Yep. Ah, when we, none of (laughs) us knew what was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When we were all gathering freely and planning and yes. But um, at that, I distinctly remember you asking me, Kristen, to come and talk about issues that are present right here in Cobb County and um, perhaps even more specifically right here in East Cobb County. And I shared some information around reading and um, language arts and um, and the correlation that that has for long-term academic success. Your leaders, um, they looked at numbers, they looked at data, they heard the anecdotal stories that I shared. They took all of that, digested it, and then turned it into action. And I don't think you all have looked back since, pandemic or not, right? You have been so committed to that. So I'll invite both of you to talk a little bit about that work. I think one of the things when you spoke with us, Irene, that stuck out for a lot of people was the data around um, the importance of reading and being on Mm -hmm. level by third grade and the Mm -hmm. impact that that has on a student for the rest of their education and really for the rest of their lives. And so our leadership uh, following that retreat put together a vision team to say, how can we put what we've learned into action? And the literacy piece was something that rose to the top immediately. We have a fair number of retired educators in our congregation. And so they saw that as this is something that we can take on and that we feel um, incredibly passionate about. Mm -hmm. And so we looked at our local schools and uh, discerned that Powers Ferry Elementary School is one of our closest schools, and that was the one that we chose to engage in a partnership with and become an official partner in education. Um, So that happened in early 2020, um, and we had grand plans, right, for what that would look like and how that would would come about when all of a sudden the pandemic happened. Um, But as you said, we didn't let that deter us. We said, how can we still support the teachers, the staff, and the students in power at Powers Ferry while we navigate this online schooling, virtual schooling, everything that's going to happen? Um, so we did that through providing school supplies. We did that through sending volunteers in to help get computers and things set up for the online school, for the virtual schooling, um, and then for the fifth graders when they were, you know, graduating that year, mm-hmm. the school held a drive-by parade 
where the parents came and had the fifth graders in the car. Um, And so we had a group of folks that made signs and had balloons and went out there and just cheered on those fifth graders, um, helping to ensure that while it was much different than they anticipated, they still got celebrated. Um, Yeah. And so then we just continued to build on that. Um, We were grateful for an incredible relationship with the principal. Well, at that point, Dr. Jones, we now have a wonderful relationship with the new principal, Elena, but um, Dr. Jones joined me for a Zoom interview that we used for a Sunday morning worship service where she talked about the importance of her faith and what she did and really connecting that, um, being able to connect her with our congregation. Uh, that mm-hmm. August, we did a sermon series on uh, wisdom from children's literature. And so Kathy Colbertson, who is the media specialist over at Powers Ferry, uh, recorded yes. herself reading a children's book that we then were able to include in worship uh, for one Sunday. So as many ways as possible to start to make those connections, even while we were in the midst of a pandemic. Um, wow. As we came out of the pandemic, you know, that was able to, to grow and to expand. Mm -hmm. And we were able to, to really be in the schools. Um, one of the biggest things that we started was the reading is fundamental book fair. Um, so reading is fundamental is a literacy nonprofit, um, across the United States. And so we, uh, raised money in order to purchase books for every single first grader and second grader in the school. Wow. And, So they were able to come into the library one morning, uh, you know, class by class. And we had a Mm -hmm. display of, you know, age appropriate level appropriate books. Mm -hmm. And they got to go shopping and pick out six brand new books um, to start their at home library. Library. Uh (laughs) Yeah. So that is something that is so great. And something that we often see is access to quality books and reading materials in under-resourced families and communities because if you're deciding between putting food on the table and a book as much as you might love to read um, or your child loves to read, you, you've you got to do, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Food has to be on the table. So, right. but how wonderful that you all did that. Oh my. So. Yeah. So we kicked that off in 2021 and um, we did it again last year in 2022. And we are um, prepping the books this week, actually, to be able to do it again uh, this year. And so that way we see these classes of kids that are coming through. And now, um, you know, they had older siblings that were able to Mm -hmm. benefit from the Readiness Fundamental Program. And now they're coming through and getting to pick out their own books as well. Um, it's just, uh, it's an incredible program and I'm grateful for our church, uh, for committing to that, raising the funds for that. Um, we even held a, a big summer kickoff concert back in May in order to raise the funds for the books for this year. Um, and, you know, invited families from Powers Ferry to come and join us for that. So it was, it's just an incredible program and I'm grateful for it. Ah, well, under your leadership, um, and genes, I'm sure it has just flourished, So Jean um, invites you to weigh in here, um, either a different angle or different slant on what Kristen has shared or even other things that you're doing. Well, yes, um, the Reading is Fundamental program has just been so much fun to be a part of with those kids. And they just, their eyes just get huge when you tell them they can actually have six books. And they said, well, we'll bring them back. I'm like, no, 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 keep them. They just, (laughs) yes. 
Oh, <clears throat> I have gotten to be a big part of our um, after school tutoring slash homework helpers program. And we okay. got to in, in the spring of 21 when they finally let us back in. So we only started about six weeks then, but we were able to do it all last year. We go in two afternoons a week um, for about an hour during their after school program. And any kids that have homework get their snack, use the restroom, whatever. And then they come in and sit in the cafeteria. We have the grades grouped together and we have a lot of those educate former educators plus parents. We've got about four dads. I'd say we have about, I'm thinking uh, anywhere from 15 to 18 tutors total for the two days. We split up the groups. Yeah. And we work with all the different grades. We help them with their homework or let them get it done. And then we check it to make mm -hmm. sure that they're getting everything correct. And if not, we help them with that. What they want us doing when the homework is finished, if we've time allows, is to help them with their math. For the younger grades, mm -hmm. it's all kinds of adding, subtracting. For the older grades, they want them to know those multiplication tables inside, outside, in every way they can. So we have all different kinds of games that we can play. You know, it's not just what's, you know, six times five anymore you we've got like for instance some big fat dice and they can roll them and they've got to come up with the answer whatever's on that um mm -hmm. so we have lots of different games and way to work with them on that um we've gotten to know this group of kids they're a great group of kids and um i've had a lot of fun with it now this past year <clears throat> those of us tutoring the fourth and fifth graders said okay you got to teach us your new math we know how to do math <laughs> but we need to do yes. it way <laughs> want us to help yeah. in that way. So two of those teachers were very kind and, and took the time and had a little tutoring session with us. And so now I think <laughs> we're all in order. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, we start back <clears throat> September the 11th, looking forward to that. And this year we are adding in kindergartners. One oh, of the, wow. Our, yeah, one of the kindergarten lead teachers came to one of our folks and says, hey, you know, we got these kids coming in that don't, they're just not kindergarten ready. They don't know their colors, mm -hmm. their shapes, whatever. So they are sending us the kindergarten curriculum and we will have one to two people in each Monday and Wednesday group designated so that we have some consistency with those kids to help them get up to, get up to speed so that they too mm -hmm. have that opportunity to succeed better. Absolutely. I mean, being kindergarten ready is a key part of being able to read proficiently by the end of third grade. Do you have the social, emotional, and cognitive skills to be successful in kindergarten? Yeah. And yeah, there's all so sorts of correlation there. So, and Gina, as you were talking, I mean, definitely the, the academic and the cognitive skill part is so important, but I'm going to bet that even more important to those children and probably to the volunteers is those personal connections that you're making, that you all are um, dependable. You show up, you're a constant in these children's lives and they, uh, you know, they can count on you and they know that you are taking the time to invest in them. They, you know, a nine-year-old may not realize that <laughs> right then and there, um, but I am confident that as they reflect back, they will remember those years with fondness and gratitude for all that you're doing. Well, and a couple of stories I can relay is we also do a student store at 
<clears throat> during the meet or right at the end of meeting greet uh, for the past couple mm -hmm. of years. And we collect stuff all during the year and the parents can come through and it's, you know, it's the paper, the pens, the glue sticks, whatever yeah. these kids might need. And it's five items for a dollar. So you can do some really good shopping. Oh. At our yes. But the kids that if you're there and the kids that you've, you know, helped with homework in the past year, they come up and they give you hugs. So, yes, they remember oh. you. Yes. <laughs> and the story I can tell is we have one older gentleman <clears throat> He and his wife just love to do these little third graders. And they're mostly in that grade, mostly girls, a few guys. But th there's mm -hmm. numerous days that I see Mr. Pete sitting along that cafeteria bench. And there's a whole bunch of little girls just all around. Just Mr. Pete just can't wait to, you know, work with him. So it, it, it definitely yeah. <clears throat> does go both ways. Oh, that is so wonderful. I'm just smiling while um, smiles don't get recorded on podcast. Um, <laughs> I am definitely smiling. It just it just fills your heart to know, you know, about all these great things going on in our community. So, um, Kristen, I was going to ask you this question. I mean, there is just so much to tackle in our world these days. Um, you know, from big picture things like climate change, as we, you know, this summer with the heat wave and different um, natural disasters, um, down to, you know, passing a um, unsheltered person on Roswell Road as you exit your church parking lot. How do you and your senior, um, I guess, both cleric and lay people decide on your priorities? And, um, you know, just how do you wrestle with those things and um, say, this, this is where we're going to focus. This is where we can make a difference. Yeah, I think it really is about lining up the needs with the passions, right? Mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned, you know, when you came to speak to our leadership team and, and talked about the the impact that literacy has, um, that really kind of lit a fire under our folks. And mm -hmm. so we were able to to capture that and say, this is something that we're incredibly passionate about. It's a great need in our area. And it's a place where we know that we can make a difference. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's it can have far-reaching effects that we may not even get to see, um, but we're just <laughs> planting the seeds now um, for these younger generations to give them a library that they may not have had the chance to have before. Um, mm -hmm. You know, to have that little extra help at school that can maybe put them over the edge in order to succeed later on. So, like I said, being able to align those passions with the needs, um, I think is, is really big for our folks. And because mission and service has always been at the heart of this congregation, the question is never, um, you know, or the, the answer is never, well, we can't do that. The question is always mm -hmm. how, you know, what can we do next? Yes. What can we do yeah. next? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. How can how can we help? How can we serve? How can we continue to build? Um, and so just taking our, our partnership with Powers Ferry Elementary, just to look at where we started in 2020 and each year just adding programs to it. Um, this past spring, we added ESL classes for the parents. That was something oh, wow. that they, that, you know, the staff at the school said some of our parents are, are you know, longing for some ESL mm -hmm. classes. And mm -hmm. so, you know, some folks in our church yeah. heard that and said, perfect. Uh, we've never done that before, but 
we can give it a we'll try. Figure it out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love that. It, yeah. That the answer wasn't, well, we, we've never done that before, but the answer was, all right, let's figure out how we do that. Exactly. Exactly. So they did a wow. little trial run back in the spring and they're ready to kick off, mm-hmm. you know, a full year this year. Um, and the same, same thing as Jean said, you know, when we go back into the schools, not only do the kids get excited when they see their tutors, but the parents get excited when they see their <laughs> ESL tutor um, yeah, yeah. to build those relationships, which is just so incredibly special. Absolutely. Um, just a, kind of a small thing um, we've done now. This was our second summer of partnering with Cobb County Public Library to do a summer reading program at a couple of apartment communities along Franklin Gateway. And when we showed back up on the first Wednesday of the summer, several of the children remembered us from last summer and they were so excited. Well, not only were we the ladies who showed up with snacks, um, but also, you know, that we were the book ladies and we get to, uh, yeah, we tell them to, you know, please keep the book. If they bring it back the next week, that's fine. But um yeah, just, you know, m- my own two young adult children, I don't get any hugs from them, but it's great to get uh, <laughs> hugs yeah. from, you know, um, the the little ones and see the smiles on the parents and caregivers faces as, as their children, you know, benefit and are a part of this community. So, well, um, I know that churches uh, and particularly your church always have open doors and you would warmly encourage anyone to join you on a Sunday morning. Do you are there also opportunities for community members to get involved, to volunteer, to donate some of their time, talent and treasure? Oh, for sure. We would love that. Um you know, our, our doors are always open uh, to anyone and everyone. You can find out more about us at eastcobumc.org. Um, you can check us out on Facebook and on Instagram at eastcobumc. Um, and our YouTube channel is a great way to kind of get a an inside peek into who we are. You can watch past worship services, as well as um, mission highlight videos. We call them our Tell Me Something Good videos, and they highlight how we are um, out in the community and active. And so those are great little two-minute insights into, into the work of our church. Well, wonderful. Thank you. We'll definitely include those in the show notes. And while we don't have time to talk about it today, I want to thank you for your commitment um, in addressing mental health. You have hosted us for in-person trainings. Um, You've opened your church doors, and I applaud the fact that, um, you know, as as a church leader and as a congregation, I'm sure you're reflecting that mental health is a part of everyone's health, and what can we do to raise awareness and reduce stigma around that. So, Thank you. And we'll have to save that for another podcast <laughs> conversation. So Sounds good. <laughs> um, ladies, as our time together draws to a close, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you would like to raise up? Jean, you got anything? Um, not right offhand. Just come see us, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I- and Kristen? 
Well, I'm just grateful for an incredible congregation, um, for members like Jean and our dedicated missions committee and the entire church um, for the ways that they support being active in, in the community. They recognize that the church doesn't exist within four walls, but the church exists out in the world, um, shining the light of Christ and um, loving people as as best we can. So I'm grateful to be yeah. to be a part of this community. <laughs> The small but mighty East Cobb United Methodist Church. Love it. (laughs) Well, ladies, thank you so much for not only taking the time, obviously, to share um, with us what you have going on. And of course, it was just wonderful for me to hear how something has just grown over the last three years or so, um, just based upon a, a casual conversation over a cup of coffee and how that has grown into this. So thank you so much for what you do each and every day, not only for your small but mighty congregants, but for the community, for the children and families in the Cobb County area. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Irene. And listeners, thank you for tuning in today. To be sure that you don't miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our Mind Your Mind Speaks podcast. Also, we kindly ask that you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so more people can find us. Please tune in next time as we continue to empower and engage our community as we explore critical and important topics facing Cobb County. Until next time, please stay well, be kind, and remember there is no health without mental health.